Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. In today's Conscious Awesome show, my co-host Justin Frank Polgar and I explore self-governance. What does that mean? What does it look like? How would it work exactly? This episode, along with all of our Conscious Awesome show episodes, is also available in video format for those who prefer a visual element to their mind-blowing 5D Thinky Fodder. You can find all of our videos on our Locals page, consciousawesome.locals.com, which is where we also host live streams, post special offerings, and it's where the community gets to engage, cross-pollinate, and collaborate on making our world more wonderful. It's free to join, so head on over there and become part of our tribe as well. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you can track all of the Conscious Awesome shows and my vast array of Word Up offerings. Now let's talk about chocolate. How are you stocked up? Do you have enough? What kind of chocolate are you eating? Is it high vibe? Is it wild harvested? What is it sweetened with? Is it infused with love, magic, medicinal mushrooms and adaptogenic herbs that will optimize your vehicle? I didn't think so. Unless, of course, you're already on the Yes Cacao train. Head on over to yescacao.com to stock up on the multiverse's most amazing chocolate. P.S. It tastes so yum-tastic. And let's talk about expanding your own sovereign authority. I, Danny, in case, in case you were mistaking my voice for Justin's, I have a phenomenal webinar that is available for digital download. It's called The Language of Sovereign Authority, and it breaks down the various ways that the matrix and the powers that were have co-opted language to attempt to enslave and disempower us. In this workshop, you also learn some super simple quantum linking techniques that allow us to claim and embody our sovereign authority in every moment, regardless of what's happening in our external world. So click through the link in our show notes to navigate your way to that download now. Now it's time for self-governance with your pals Justin and Danny, The Conscious Awesome Show. Enjoy. Yes, yes, yes. Da, 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 da. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show with your co-hosts, Danny Katz. That's me. And Justin Polgar. That's me. Sometimes I go by Justin Frank Polgar. Feels like it holds a little bit more authority. Not any that I'm using to put over you, for example. It's 
purely self-authority. AU as in the gold authority. It's the golden lightning of within. Boom. Where did that come from? Dude, you just blew my mind. Because, <laughs> because for how many times I've broken down authority to point out author. Mm. And and now it's expanding into the AU of gold. Okay. Deep dive is fine. Golden Thor. It's the golden Thor. What does Thor mean? Etymology. I mean, I'm just taking it to the uh, to the demo to the deity, to the to the god, Thor. Lightning? I'm already etymo I'm already on etymology.com. We're two seconds into our podcast. <laughs> we like to go deep here. And just for for those who are diving all the way deep in with uh, with us, today's topic is self-governance. Today's topic is all about all about you being the reign. You are self-reigning, self-governing. Governance, govern is a really interesting one. I was talking to uh, our dear friend Jonathan Bailey yesterday, and he reminded me that government, the etymology of government, govern is to control, and mentor, menta is mind, literally mind control. So to be self-governing, self-government, to be self-controlled, to be autonomously taking responsibility and being the, the ruler of self. I was saying, I mean, you were saying, but then you were paused for such a long time, that because government means mind control, self-governance, it's like a roundabout it's just wrong use of will, the fact that, that that phrase, as though we need to claim something, it's another trick of the matrix or hierarchy that we would need to claim self-mind control. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so, like, we're sovereign beings. It's not even anything, just the phrase in and of itself is a trap, self-governance, as though it's something that we have to claim for ourselves. Weaponized. Weaponized language again. That's what I'm saying. It's weaponized language. So I personally, I'm not aligned to even claim it for myself because it goes without saying, and I don't need to ascribe that to me as a sovereign individual. It does feel especially relevant in terms of moving forward as communities and how we're going to choose to do it as smaller grassroots collectives of like-minded soul fam. Yeah, the, the compacts, the agreements that I'm feeling drawn to as far as in communal living and radical self-reliance and communal reliance, um, that interdependence absolutely must hold sacred freedom, the freedom of thought, the freedom of opinion, the freedom of speech, the free, like these, I am an, I'm, I was not got the importance of freedom of speech and i am a uh, i'm a freedom of speech absolutist i don't remember if you have a word for that but it I, is I, um, use, I use free speech absolutist and i am as well every single for me there's no word on the planet that exists or that could possibly exist that i believe should be banned or anyone should not be allowed to utter that is fucking bullshit it's totally bullshit it's so, um, I, I mean, 
you know it's bullshit because when you push on that that envelope, when you push on that boundary, the reactions of people are very telling. There's certain words that you just like can't say out loud, even if you have a certain skin color or a certain religious affinity or doesn't even whatever the case may be. Um, even I was in a in a game of Cards Against Humanity on New Year's Eve, and you know, it's a very lewd game. The things that we're saying are meant to jar people. Even in that, even in that game, I thought, oh, I wonder if I just drop in some very culturally inappropriate words. If, uh, like, just how, how the, the group will respond. And, you know, because intention is so key. When we take the intention to be just doesn't matter. The intention is key in saying a word. How I'm saying it is just important as what I'm saying. And, and so with that kind of testing, with that testing, um, there was you know, embarrassment in the room. Like, oh my God, did he really just say that? You know? Good for you. Was there any discussion around it? Uh, not discussion, so, so to say, but there was a claiming. I mean, I was just saying like, I'm just going to, take my liberties here and speak the words you guys know that I'm not racist or I'm not actually saying that word because I think some thought deeply foundationally about women or black people or Jews or anything you know it's like mm, I'm really just trying to sand and shake kind of polish the the unchecked language barriers that are posing as um posing as darkness, but are actually not. They're just signatures. Well, and we're empowering the perceived darkness. If you look at it in terms of, you know, psychology, psycho-emotional well-being, we all have these traumas, right? And the goal for anyone who's doing some sort of trauma integration is to be able to titrate into the memory or the resonance of what it is until it holds no charge. And until it holds no charge, we're not healed, we're not integrated, and that trauma will continue to have power over us, right? We all know that. And I learned this in terms of these words. The first time I heard, and I, I really don't like the infantilizing, like the B word or the C word, like it's very childish. And for the sake of just keeping this as clean as possible, there's a specific term that I had not you know, I didn't grow up hearing this word used in my family. And when I was living at the rodeo grounds, our friend James Mathers, wild rabble rouser that he is, was using this word same way that Patti Smith uses this word in her, you know, she has a famous song that uses this word. And I, I just remembered how jarring it was and how I thought it was so bold that he could articulate it because I know that he's not racist. You know, I know him quite well, and this is a very loving, tolerant person. And so I started playing by myself when I was alone with articulating this word to, to purify it of the charge that it held and realizing until our words don't hold a charge, then, th then those energies of racism and tolerance remain alive 
in our culture. We really have to get to a place where these words don't have power over us. And I think, I find it really interesting because I've played with that word before and being with people one-on-one -on -one and saying, well, just try it, just say it, liberate yourself. And they won't even allow themselves to say the word in an experimental fashion when they're in, alone in the room with me. So in that sense, we're not free. We're not sovereign beings if we keep giving so much power away to these words and this history and this fear of what other people are gonna think. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, it totally resonates. And I, I mean, even in the privacy of your own, even if you're alone saying it, saying these words, and if that's what you wanna practice in the mirror and say it with different intonation. So this is an interesting, so kind of, Bullet point one is the is self-governance in terms of language and using language as a tool for liberating yourself, even finding where it is that we we have uh, we have unchecked slavery. That exactly very very important to just be very honest with ourselves where we are enslaved to these concepts that have been foisted upon us by these external forces that don't have our best interests in mind. Yeah, and, and until we can have our own best interests in mind and really give ourselves permission to do that, that there is also an unchecked, it's unchecked slavery. Hi. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just not really down. And once I have in my awareness that something is impeding or is some type of slave energy, some programming, uh, and my, my mind is already set to deprogram, unravel, dissolve. How can I integrate and transmute? You know, these things are, that's just part of what we're here to do, uh, Conscious Awesomely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you brought up the topic of self-governance for today's show. And I'm curious if you had any specific, you know, there's of course like all the little bits of inspiration that went off in my mind. And given that it was your suggestion, I'm curious what inspired it? What are you thinking? Where do you want to go? Well, I was watching, uh, thank you for prompting that. I was watching uh, a really lovely rant by Derek Brose. Brose? Brose. Brose. I, I want to say Brose for some reason. Maybe it's the long hair. I don't know what. But uh, you kind of look like him. You guys kind of look like one another. You know who he kind of reminds me of too is uh, Michael Brabant. Yes, who is another one of your doppelgangers? <laughs> we have we have quite a few, and it's. Uh, I don't think Brabant is actually the pronunciation. I also I take my liberties. Is. It's Brabant, Brabant, Brabant. I almost wanted to go French with it, but he informed me that that's not the case. But, you know, I have my, I have my own uh, naming, uh, what do you call those things? Pneumatics. I have my own pneumatics. That's how I can remember that his name is his name. Anyways, I was listening to Derek Bros A on a, on a uh, really great rant about what happened uh, on the 6th of January and just the theater. And as a minarchist, personally, and someone who generally believes that I want as little as of government as possible, I don't think we need such a, uh, a force. Uh, because I do in, internally very much trust, and externally too, uh, in self-governance. And so that topic came up as I was listening to him. And he's more of an anarchist and a traditional 
we don't need government. We can be our own government. And so that started peaking. He's and a th- holistic anarchist. He's a holistic anarchist or an agra- agrarian. Uh, I got I to gotta remember what that word is. But. A granarch. A granarch. It doesn't really work, but I just wanted to combine a granarchist. <laughs> he's, an ag- he's a grand archist. <laughs> he arcs beautifully. He does. And, uh, and very potent. Like I can feel the resonance of his words. And it was stirring things within me, which I really appreciate when a, when a speaker can do such things, where I'm listening to the words between their words, I can feel their intention, and I'm allowing my mind to build new concepts. Not do what he says necessarily, but to use that as a, as a prompt for, for creating new concepts. And uh, I started thinking about the Constitution and about how, how cornerstone, how keystone that is in the American story and how we continue to point at it even though it's being trampled on, even though people do not respect it or even understand uh, or have read it. You know, it's like not just the American constitution, but each state's constitutions as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of these documents and their signatures, uh, they're pointing to something. They're not the thing. You know, I don't get my rights. I don't get my freedom from a document a holy book, a living book. That's not where I gather my sovereignty. I gather my sovereignty from God, from the source, from, I am sourced by source. I am a, hold on, I want to actually, pardon me. Pardon granted. I, I am the spout of God's work. I transmute judgment and operate from love. That's kind of what I was needing to say. Uh-huh. And and so in that in that uh, self-governance space, there's not room to be self-governing and kowtow to someone else's agenda. There can be crossover, but if we're being authentic, and when we're being authentic, which we must be in these days, there might be some overlap, some Venn diagram, but the majority of you, the the holism you of you, cannot be contained within someone else's agenda. It just won't be fully expressed. Right. We can inspire each other, but ultimately, it's a it's a dialogue. It's a so it's a one way dialogue, or I mean, a, it's a it's a God and human dialogue, and then expressed through and intermingled into the beautiful matrix of algorithms that I don't even think AI can capture. I'm trying. So that was where the inspiration and the curiosity around self-governance, the importance of it, and then how that sets into conscious awesome. If we are really finding the awesome parts of consciousness and when we are exploring that and pushing the envelope to truly know ourselves to be awesome and to be in awe, we need to be pushing up against our growth curve, which is, I think, in the taking responsibility for governing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do I, have, I have Orion saying now, I take responsibility. Aw, when does he say that? When he does something that he knows is not kosher. It's not, you know, I'm telling him not to do this thing. I'm trying to protect him from hurting himself. He does something anyways, and he gets hurt. And he's upset about it, and he wants to know why. Why? 
Is it because you didn't listen and it's time to take responsibility? Because I take responsibility. It's very cute. Oh, so sweet. I don't know that he fully grocks it, but I think more so than I would give a normal two-year-old credit for, for understanding. I feel like a lot of what we're seeing now with the people who are acquiescing to the sham and to the eradication of the Constitution and willingly surrendering civil liberty, liberties, it's because there's a fear of not being able to govern themselves, to not being able to care for themselves. So like, okay, well, if I don't kowtow to this fascist dictatorship or this fascist tyranny, I mean, it is, it, you know, all of the above, then, you know, who's going to take care of me? Who's going to put out my neighbor's fire? Who's going to run the electricity? So I feel like there is a part where we've abdicated so much responsibility. Say something so that our audience... 11, 11. I'm going to... Do it again. Press the button again and say something again. Button push. It's 11, 11. Pull back so they can see the beautiful fam. Oh, hey, look, it's the fam. 11, 11. I'm just using that to emphasize what you're saying. I appreciate that. But I, I feel like it's on all of us because we have, you know, you asked me if I got before we started recording, if there was ever a time in history that wasn't so exciting and if I ever got bored. And I feel like I did kind of get bored of how easy it all has been and like everything's taken care of and I flip a switch and the lights come on and I turn on the faucet and the water comes on and I'm very grateful. And I understand, I really do understand what a luxury that is. And no part of me is lobbying for that to go away. But I also see where it's, we've all gotten quite soft because of it. And just so super comfortable. And I feel like there's this, well, I wouldn't even know how to begin to, to take care of all of those things by myself. And I feel like those of us who are being more brave and more outspoken and pushing back, it's necessarily nudging us into this conversation of like, well, okay, then how are we going to grow our own food, you know, get ourselves energy and heat and all these things off the grid? You know, we're, we're sort of backed into that corner right now where we're going to really need to learn those skills. And I have so much admiration, you know, all my time traveling in Costa Rica and my friends there, when they went to school, they would learn how to fix things and they would learn a little bit of like electrical engineering and, and how to plant things. And, you know, I was learning like geometry and all this useless stuff. And I so, so wish that I had learned those, those real basics of how to take care of me and a family in a very grounded way. It's not an either or. I mean, I think gardening is enhanced with geometry. Oh, I like that. I, I, I also, I, I think that there's a time for learning new skill sets and then having the confidence to know that I'm, I'm really good at learning things. I was thinking about this in terms of coming together in community and what skill sets we have to off offer. And one of the skill sets that I recognize that I have is the willingness to learn and the curiosity, that deep curiosity that is just inherent in all human beings and is tied in directly to breath. When we breathe deeply, we are more curious test it. I, I dare you to test. Breathe deeper and watch the curiosity build within you. It's just one of those things. Children are super curious. They take full breaths. That's where I got that one. I, lo I love how at every show we get like a little breath. It's like a little breath work with, with Justin moment. And 
that willingness, I, I, I really felt that. And I feel like beginner's mind is so key to that. And as we continue, you know, as we continue to accrue sun spins on the planet, that it's important to continue to put ourselves into realms that we don't know anything about so that we could keep beginner's mind alive. The, the willingness, the curiosity, the willingness to suck at something, to, you know, try, fail, try, fail. Just like, you know, I'm posting these pictures of my, this new mending task and each one gets a little, you know, I figure it out. It gets a little bit more even and I figure out a new way to do it. And, you know, it's a tiny example, but I feel like beginner's mind is also very important to figuring out how to be self-sustaining and self-governing because, you know, unless we were brought up that way, I don't know, for me, Jewish American princess growing up in the San Fernando Valley, I got a lot of learning to do. Thank God. That's, that's the secret, I think, is to, to be always learning, to be in the learning. I mean, when I, when I talk to people who are, um, who are like my elders, who are retiring, who are in their 60s or 70s, and I'm genuinely curious, like, so what are you going to learn how to do now? Like, you've earned this space of freedom where or maybe you have a 401k, maybe you have some stocks, maybe you have some kind of... Um, system set up and since you've been alive for several decades you've learned how to set yourself up so that you can maybe not be directly working every day to support your lifestyle what are you gonna learn how to do like what's your curiosity where you know and and that that's something that i, I look forward to every day is like oh, i wonder what i'm gonna learn today and then that also takes my fear around the consequence of what's happening in the world right now, that usually can mitigate the fear around that because it's like, okay, I'm learning how to build a chocolate company right now. Should the environment of, uh, of the planet shift in such a way that I can no longer do that? I'm, I am like, cool, what am I gonna learn how to do now? There's not like, oh no, that's the end. I know that I'm aggregating skill sets. I'm learning how to do things. I'm learning how to learn in a meta-learn type of a thing. Um, yeah, there's, there's something about that taking ownership of I can do it. Let's all say this together. Maybe not I can do it. Let's refine that with our word priestess. What's our, what's our affirmation for self-governance for, I mean, I, I feel got like this. It's, I am resourced to meet any challenge. I am resourced to meet any challenge. I take a deep breath on that. I'm, a, I'm there's also part of me that wants to play with it and tinker. I feel, I mean, the thing with self-governance is so all encompassing. So you would ask as we, you know, dove into the conversation of what we're going to talk about today and you started with freedom cell. And now I have like a kind of de facto unofficial freedom cell going and it's really helpful just of all the things, cause there's like, we know what we know, but all the things that we don't know. So when we were talking about planning for the grid going down, you know, we had like, okay, well, there's the food supply and the candles and the walkie talkies, but then someone said, well, what about fire for heat? It's really cold now. And it was so helpful to have like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like that's another thing that we're gonna have to take care of. So I think, I mean, the thing with self-governance is just like all the pieces that are so taken care of for us that we might not have even thought about 
are that the responsibility is going to land in our lap. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but it was a, like it was just a piece of like, oh, that's another thing that I need to be on top of that I hadn't thought of. And that, well, the freedom cell topic does branch off into a lot of interesting uh, self-reliance. So it's all, you know, there's so much in the self-reliance and learning how to work in the community to provide resources and to be remembering the resources that we already have. Um, yeah, and certain skill sets. Like I know I've had conversations with people who are worried that they don't know how to build a fire. And I'm like, you, that's not something to be worried about. That's just something to, to do a few times. Like it's in your DNA. You're a human being. Your ancestors have been building fires for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. You can do it. Even if you fail a couple of times and it takes you 30 minutes to get it going, like you got this, you can build a fire. Right. Go YouTube it if you need to, or go duck, duck, go. How do I build a fire? Print out that um, DIY how to build a fire and put it in your emergency bug out kit if you need to. But just do it a few times. It's not, it's not a, it's, you can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's, what's most present for me around self-governance is just how important community is. And just to have other people, skill sharing, resource sharing people who you know like in in my little group there's a woman she's lived here for 30 years and she's like well back where i live i know where all the water is great <laughs> that is super helpful yeah that's super key yeah water's a big thing i mean money emily and i talked about this on our last podcast of i think it's really important right now that we come up with an alternate currency system that isn't digital that is not part of that enslavement system and that is a, a key to self-governance is remembering that any fiat currency is just agreement and you get enough people agreeing okay this you know now shungite is going to be our new currency and we can create that for for ourselves and i think that that is a conversation that i'm really excited for more people to have to be having instead of relying on this bullshit crypto crypto which is just another extension of the slave system yeah i have mixed feelings about the crypto yeah it's one of those those things i want to take advantage of at the moment and there's a there's a knowing in me that this is it's not the jam it's just not the jam it's not the jam what do you uh, i think that might be another conversation maybe we can have a guest on who's super dialed into the currency conversation um you know, even in just starting several different currencies that have, you know, negotiated exchange, you know, live negotiated exchange. You know, if I have yes bucks that are backed by cacao beans and someone else has H2O bucks that are backed by water, you know, and when it rains, it rains and there's like abundance for all people. And maybe that just changes, you know, it's maybe more geocentric too. Uh, I think that that's really key. When I was walking to the farmer's market yesterday with Otto, we were talking about it was, it was the sixth and we were just listening to all the shenanigans that were going on in the theater. And, you know, we're, we're talking like if, if the government ceased to exist right now, we would still be walking to the farmer's market. Like we would still be going to meet up with community, community outlet 
for food and flowers and you know all the goodies that they have there and if we needed to work some other exchange out or barter or whatnot or if dollars stopped being useful i'm like okay well there's other things that we can we can find agreement on you have yeah. things i have things let's find out where you know where that is i think i've told you that i'm part of this um uh, a, a barter uh group it's like a business barter group ims international monetary system or something like that and you know that's it's a it's it kind of feels funny like it's free money but it's actually not free money it's just money that helps me to feel more free mm-hmm. you know there's some there's some of it it's like i i generated value very directly with that so there's there are a lot of fun systems with that yeah my scanner broke two days ago on the sixth and um I handled it really well. And I was like, all right, no problem. Tomorrow I'll just go get another scanner. And there's, you know, Santa Fe is a small town. There's not, there aren't that many options here. And weirdly, you know, Office Max was sold out, Office Depot was sold out, and Target was sold out. It was like really no one had any scanners in town. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Huh. And then I remembered Craigslist, my fellow humans. And it was just, I, I really relaxed into that of like, oh, we all, and this goes back to why I don't buy new clothes or things like that, because there's enough. And remembering, oh, there's enough stuff on the planet and people are actually really cool and we will just continue to have each other's backs as we do. Yeah, we have, we're already part of communities and casual communities. We may not be investing our fulls, like leaning into with these communities. But like even, you know, I, we found out from our doula with Orion that, oh, there's a new family in town who's actually down the road from you guys that just connected with me. And I think you two should meet up. And, you know, it's interesting because Zoe was a little bit nervous. I don't remember if I told you this, but um, yeah, she was a little nervous. Like, okay, well, we have some people that live down the road that have children the same age as us. They just moved here. Um, what if we have this beautiful resource of having another family who has a similar perspective, you know, a similar um, age structure and geographic location, but what if our mindsets are so just different? What if we have different beliefs in what's going on in the world right now? You know, I don't really want to hang out with them if they're like, well, we have to wear masks when we hang out or I'm putting masks on my children or whatnot. And lo and behold, it was, it was just like full yes all the way across the board of such deep just mutual understanding and approach to the world that is permissive to deeper relatedness and deeper reliance and also just it's like hey we have neighbors that have goats and chickens and Aww. children the same age and also a mindset that is open uh, so that that was and i think so it's lovely. important to specify and you know if this isn't the case don't you know, definitely don't let me project upon you. But, you know, I examine this in my own life of like, oh, I don't want to be the type of person who can't be friends with people or hang out with people because we have a different worldview. That's really anathema to how I operate. And for me, what it comes down to is people who are in fear and who are going to, you know, expect me to meet them in a realm of fear 
and who are going to treat me like I'm a pathogen. Like that, that for me, that's where I don't need people to believe what I believe at all. But when it gets to that fear place and like I have cooties, that's where we diverge for me. A little bit of a deal breaker. It's a little bit of a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have people that I've known for, for several decades, more than two decades that um, all of a sudden I'm, I'm a pathogen. I'm a walking dangerous being, not because of anything in the physical realm, but actually more, uh, you know, more in the in the not real zone. The mind control. Conceptual, yeah, <laughs> the mind control, mind control zone, and even just pushing up and checking against it. Um, yeah, it's like Justin. I really respect you. I really love you, um, but I actually trust big pharma more than you and it's like is there a disconnect here have i ever steered you wrong yeah. we, wasn't i like telling you you know 12 years ago that organic food is really important and why are you eating this other food when you could be eating organic food even though it's a little more expensive it's going to become more available and it's not gonna get less expensive if fewer people will sign on to this this is for our benefit you thought I was a, a loony bin and why would I waste my money on that? But now you have a family and you pretty much just feed them organic food and you believe in it, but totally checked out all the conversations that we had prior. You think that you just came up with the idea. You know, it's like that, that kind of thing. It's, it just becomes increasingly more difficult to have open relationships, not like in that way, but you know, in open relationships with people who are, who are not open-minded, who are not in the permission zone, and who are governed by fear. I find it to be very traumatic. Like when I'm, I've been getting very honest with myself about it and how many relationships have gone away this year because of this particular narrative. Um, and there's, there's all the pieces you say of like, wow, these were friends who used to call me for advice on natural wellness, advice on consciousness and spirituality like they held me in a place of esteem and then as well as a journalist of like how much time and effort i'm putting into educating myself on what's really going on in the world as compared to a friend who's an actor a friend who's an artist you know like whatever and how all of that plus lived experience of me as a person has been completely tossed aside for the mind control and like I'm a human being, like it's really painful. You have feelings. I have feelings and it's a super bummer. And I, it's like another thing which I've been, you know, pondering how to address it of just like, this has been a traumatic year for everyone, whether you're buying into the fear, whether you're not buying into the fear, we cannot underscore how much trauma this degree of assault and and separation and isolation not to mention the economic devastation all that has done to all of us and how it's really a time for us to cut each other more slack and be more kind more compassionate and it does seem to be going the other way yeah I, I mean i i think that the key with that is taking responsibility and not allowing some external force to be the arbiter of what we are who we are how we operate million percent million percent yeah i really want to invite our 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 guest listeners our, our listeners here to look into 
look into where you're giving away your governance. Look into where you're relying on something or someone that you don't even know. You may even not even know the name of for your day-to-day survival and survival, really. Like for just to be aware of it. Like, you know, I, for example, my house, uh, we have a propane tank. I want to know the company that provides the propane. I want to know where they're sourcing their propane. I want to make sure that I have backup systems. I, you know, it's almost like for the things that I don't trust or don't have the skill set yet to uh, provide, I'm not going to go out and like process propane to, I want to at least be aware of the community and what, what I'm leaning into. I think that awareness eventually leads us closer and closer into responsibility and knowing where it is that we can govern ourselves and where it is where it's wise to allow a trusted party to help us govern ourselves via governing an element of what our lives are. That's really helpful. I like that you said researching where they source their propane and doing that kind of due diligence and and just not blindly giving our trust to the powers that were without researching. Like, uh, like what popped to mind when you said that, and I know we're wrapping it up, was one of the last times that I flew and, of course, opted out of the scanning machine. And the TSA agent said, oh, no, this one's safe. And I said, who told you that? How do you know that? Oh, the, the regulating authorities, right. The same people who told you the last one, which has been proven to cause cancer is safe. Like, you know, like, do you see the disconnect? And so yes, taking responsibility to, to figure out what really resonates with us, not what they're telling us is supposed to resonate with us or is supposed to work. And I also like that you said the skill sets that you have not yet gathered. I really like that you left that open and encouraging all of us to do that and just start to, and as well to just take stock of everything, every sort of governance that we think we're dependent upon to see, well, where can we take our power back and what does that actually entail? Love that. A million percent. I'm echoing it back to you. A million percent. Awesome. Thank you, DK, for this enlightening deep dive, which I think it's deep dive, but just knowing that it's so much deeper and, Maybe we're going to, I'm sure we're going to revisit this topic. I'm, I would like to invite, and thank you, Justin Frank Polgar. I would like to invite our audience to weigh in with realms of self-governance where, they, where, where you guys are taking your power back and realms of governance where you're inviting our tribe to feel into and educate ourselves into taking our power back. I think that would be really helpful. I'm curious. Please help us help you help us. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Congress Awesome. Thank you, DK. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe.